If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey into deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. It's your boy Marcellus Wiley. Feeling good, feeling spry, because it's Monday. It's time to have a fun day, man. We're going to have an amazing show because... Uh, I'm actually legally bound by my contract to say that every single day of show. I'm playing with y'all, man, but let's get it started with what's up with that dude. Um, yesterday was my three-year-old. Yeah, she's no longer two. My three-year-old's birthday. Olivia, happy birthday from me and I know from you guys watching me. Uh, little Mama is full of personality. Had an amazing party at this spot called Candyland where there were ice cream cones bigger than me and the kids. It was one of those spots where the family and the parents could just sit up front and let the kids go. Safeguarded. Everything was just oversized and fluffy. And she just had a ball for like three hours. It was a Peppa Pig party. Peppa Pig taking over this house. That looked, man, my, my family don't know. At least the kids don't know that um, I like to eat Peppa Pig. <laughs> I be tearing that bacon up. Like every time y'all eat bacon, y'all know that's pepper. Uh, let me leave them kids alone. They're gonna learn now. When they gonna learn, you're gonna learn today one day. Uh, what else is going on? I'm leaning forward right now because my back is on fire. No lie. Um, I got this weird car wash situation going on. Can't lie to y'all. I used to be one of those guys that get the mobile detailer, you know, the mobile service. Can't come over, charge you 40, 50 bucks, even though you know you could drive down the street and do it for 20 bucks. Or you can stay your ass at home and stop being lazy and save all that money, right? Just a water bill. But I've been all three levels of that. And right now I'm kind of caught between, am I going to go back to the mobile or am I going down to the spot where the homie hit it up for $19.99? But yesterday I went to the outdoor $19.99, but I had to do the indoor vacuuming. And let me tell you, when you lean forward and you don't keep your abs tight and that gut just hanging on the floor, your back like, ah, yeah, <laughs> my back on fire, inferno in here. So just because I want to stay safe <laughs> and stay healthy, I might have to give up a couple more bucks for that. Other than that, um, last night, 
Um, everybody went to sleep. My sister came over with my niece. Shout out to OG Henny Loke and Nene. Took them to Casa Vega because my sister broke her foot. She broke her foot at her 50th birthday party dancing. Yeah, you can't get more ghetto than that. That's my OG Henny Loke. That is the most hood. Like her song came on and she broke her foot, kept dancing through it the whole night. And obviously woke up the next day, went to the doctor. They said fracture and torn ligaments. Who knows if she would have stopped dancing, what would have happened. But she had to keep the party going. I get it. When I turn 50, ain't nothing shutting me down either. All right, let's get into this show right now. Tremendous topics today. Let's start off with Kevin Durant and Charles Barkley. Yeah, Charles Barkley went on 60 Minutes. Let's talk about their 60 Minutes beef. Even though we know this beef is way longer than 60 Minutes. Charles Barkley was on there featured Sunday night. And he used the time to talk and take shots at Kevin Durant again. Quote, he's very sensitive, Barkley said. Great player. He's part of that generation who thinks he can't be criticized. He's never looked in the mirror and says, man, is that a fair criticism? Woo. You know, Durant, I don't know what kind of Google alerts Durant got, but he got the best in the business. That sucker know when somebody got a name and they talking about him. He immediately on Twitter. You know, he hit it. He said, quote, this ain't getting tiring, Chuck. Mm. I'll never respect the words that come out of your mouth, fam. Just deal with it. Oh, okay. Now, Barkley before said Durant's a bus rider, not a bus driver. He said that in 2022 after that Celtics series. We get it. Um, he also said that Durant seems like a miserable person, man. You know when somebody ends a sentence with, man, they really feel it. Like, man, you miserable, man. <laughs> like, he really empathetic. Like, why are you so miserable? I call him Mr. Miserable. He's never going to be happy. Everybody's giving him everything on a silver platter. Oh, uh, I don't know about that, Barkley. You know that from former experience being a baller. Ain't nobody giving us nothing. We only eat what we kill. That said, he also said he was the man in Oklahoma City. They loved him. He owned the entire state. He boats on them and wins back-to-back -back championships, and he's still not happy. Then he goes to Brooklyn. They give him everything he wants, and he's still miserable. Mm, got a little point there. Durant's business partner chimed in as well. You know what he said? Chuck goes on 60 minutes to talk more shit about KD because he won't accept him calling him miserable. And he's sensitive because he won't accept calling him miserable and a follower. KD is top 10 ever. Maybe respect this legend like we did you, Chuck. Oh, ho, ho. now, now we getting into it. Okay, another layer. You know, it sounded like KD just was like, dog, let it go. And then his business partner's like, yeah, let it go because it never should have been a thing because KD better than you. And that's what I want to talk about. First of all, Team Chuck versus Team KD on this one. I hate to pick sides, but you know in this argument, it don't seem like it's going to end until somebody wins, it feels like. So I'm looking at this for a few different reasons. One is he said a lot right there. How come Kevin Durant, who is by most people's rankings, Top 15. I ain't even going to go top 10 because then you'll be like, what? Top 15. Whatever you want to rank Kevin Durant, it seems like all time he's ranked higher than even Charles Barkley, correct? Okay. Now, not only are you ranked higher, I saw this ESPN one where he was 14, Chuck was 23, right? So I'm like, mm, and you got two rings and two finals MVPs and Chuck has zero rings, right? So normal math, normal logic is, this is not an argument. What is KD in a conversation with Chuck about? Why is Chuck taking shots at the multi-champion and the better player? 
likability comes to mind, right? How is this even an argument that Chuck continuously can shoot at KD without the court of public opinion shutting Chuck down? I wonder because y'all usually do that. Somebody take a shot at somebody better than them. Oh man, shut up. You're just jealous. Or somebody who's a champion and better than them. Oh, this ain't even a conversation. But in this one, it is. Now, I love both of these guys. You know Kevin Durant's my favorite player, and Chuck is my favorite personality. So uh, respect for them both. But at the same time, it just highlights, to me, some of the hypocrisy. I see some contradictions in the way we're grading these two players or we're grading them because of the bias of likability. Let's talk through that. In this situation, there used to be this old mantra. You remember this? Where the media has the last word. And I remember I grew up in that era where it was like you were almost scared, timid to talk back to the media. Why? Because they held the pen. They held the microphone. They were in the studio. They would get the last word. But I'm noticing more and more that these athletes like, dog, we could keep this rolling because ain't nobody scared of you. And you should have more respect for me because you used to do what I did. And in this case, KD really want to say his business partner said it, he better than you. What the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, damn, shots fired. It's a weird world we in right now, man. And I think that Never Shut Up has a tremendous space. Not only do I always want to talk about where sports intersects life, but I also want to keep the same energy with the media as they do with the athletes, whatever that means, good, bad, or ugly. And so far, this argument, pretty bad. <laughs> it may get ugly. Lamar Jackson said on Monday that he has requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens as the team, quote, has not been interested in meeting my value in contract talks. Okay, that's the headline, but the headline gets deeper. The star quarterback made the announcement saying he made the request on, what's today's date? 27th, March 2nd. <laughs> One, I'm like, March 25 days ago you did this? God, dog, all this conjecture and all this stuff about this contract and the negotiations and where they stand. Oh, we have missed the plot twist in this one 25 days later, right? And that's another thing. That's why I tell you all them insiders, and I'm not taking shots at the individual. I'm just saying the mechanism of being an insider. I told y'all they manipulate. Uh, you know it all on one contract, another contract, you don't know Jack. Did any insider nail that on March 2nd, Lamar Jackson requested a trade? No. So always take what they say with a grain of salt. But let's get back to this story. Quote, I love the game of football. My dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. Adding that the Ravens fans are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore, Flock Nation. Ah! and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Yeah, because you're on TV every week. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, after that, or before that, right around there, I don't know exactly, let me not lie, his Twitter went protected. Uh-oh, that means like, yo, if you ain't following me, you ain't rocking with me, you ain't gonna see what I'm talking about. He's getting crunchy around here. Uh, whenever cats start saying, I only want to hear from you and not y'all, woo. We getting to him, man. This is getting to him. Okay, last September, you know, Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen reported that Baltimore offered him $133 million guaranteed, $175 million guaranteed for injury, and $200 million in total guarantees if he was on the roster in 2026. 
Okay, that's more than Kyler Murray. All that have been second to Deshaun Watson. We get it. This is the problem. Let's say the good, bad, and ugly of what's going on right now. Everybody know he's going to make plays. Like, Lamar Jackson is one of those guys, you get some mud and a stick and say, go that way, and I'll go this way and score touchdowns. It works, right? Here's the thing, though. We know that he's a winner. Fourth most wins of any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Guess who he's behind? Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Roger Staubach, the billionaire. Come on, dog. So we know he's a winner, but... They are three and nine in the last 12 games that he's missed in his absence, which shows his value. But here's what doesn't show his value. Over the last two years, 33 total touchdowns, 20 picks, and has missed those games, 11 games, they say, uh, including that playoff loss to the Bengals. Here's why Lamar Jackson's in trouble right now. As I'm putting on... My former player hat, I'm putting on, used to represent myself in negotiations hat. Uh, I'm also just going to look at it from the outside as an analyst. Let's talk about this. This is a deadly game of good cop versus bad cop. And I want you guys to go through the optics with me. In every negotiation, it's standard to have a good cop and a bad cop, right? The athlete, good cop, play, do your thing. Bad cop agent. I got to talk bad against these guys that you're going to have to go to battle with the executives, the organization, maybe even some of your teammates. I may have to call out to obviously give you more leverage in these negotiations. Okay. So we know what the athlete's perspective looks like. And for the organization in this situation, they have two key figures. One is John Harbaugh. He is the good cop. He was interviewed today talking about it, man. Lamar's my quarterback. Lamar's my guy. That's not my part of the job in terms of contract negotiation. That's my dude, though. But who's the bad cop? Eric DaCosta, right? Anybody raise your hand the last time you seen him talk like explicitly about Lamar Jackson? He has, but when the last time? He can stay back in the cut and just take those shots like a sniper, right? Because he's the bad cop. You don't want him front and center. You want him in the back in the bushes or Remy on the roof. Boom, right? and make those shots. Now let's go back to Lamar Jackson. Here's the problem. Who's the bad cop for Lamar Jackson? Oh, is it his mother? Is it his agent, his mother? Because if it is, when the last time you seen her front and center? You're done. You haven't, right? So she's staying in the cut. But is she taking those shots? I don't know. You want to know why I don't think she is? Because Lamar is taking the shots. Lamar is tweeting out. Lamar is going through the details of his his contract. Lamar is giving us the beast. Lamar's the one telling us he had to request a trade. So his bad cop is actually his good cop. The quarterback that made all of those plays is also the guy who has to do the dirty work in terms of a public contract negotiation. Yes, that's what's happening here right now. Lamar Jackson is losing this battle because he's not properly playing good cop versus bad cop. Now, I am not blaming the fact that he's representing himself as the reason why he's failing in these negotiations according to what he desires. No, because we know there's guys who got paid. His teammate, Roquan Smith, got a five-year, $100 million deal representing himself negotiated the entire contract with that bad cop, Eric DaCosta. So I'm not saying the figures are bad. 
I'm saying you don't even have the proper structure to play the game as the Ravens are playing the game. Ravens are like, dog, what are you doing? You, you're tweeting out everything. You're now telling everybody, oh, retroactively, 25 days later, that this is the issue. And now you're trying to force our hand by saying you want it out because we don't respect your fair market value when, God, this is going to hurt because I love me some Lamar Jackson. When we said go out there and show us what you're worth. Here's the problem. No one is called with a real offer. Why? Because Lamar Jackson is not only going to come with a $200 million price tag, but two first rounders. That's not collusion, y'all. As much as you want to say it is, people out there are like, we're not going to do the dirty work for the Ravens. They can match that. And if they don't match that, who wants to give up two first and 200 plus million dollars for a guy who's been hurt a little bit of late and not exactly the same unanimous MVP? Whew, which way is up for my man Lamar Jackson? One thing that needs to be tweeted out, what is your number and what is the Ravens number? Let's just, if we're going to go there, go there, right? No half pregnant in this conversation right now. So it's a tough one. I'm looking at him and that old adage is coming to my head. If you represent yourself, you have a fool as a client. Boy, I hope it's not true in this case because it's other cases like your teammate that it wasn't. But Lamar, right now, you're down in the score. Time to make some plays. Man, I'm no actor, but I know who Jonathan Majors is because of late he's been in some major projects, right? And he always, I always catch those pictures and him on the red carpet, step and repeat. Like every picture, I swear, I'm like, dog, have you went to a lot of events and took the same pick? Or you went to one event and said, yeah, look, just put that out there, y'all. Every time I go, like every picture the same dude. Well, that might have been the mugshot picture. Let me stop. Because, man, this is not a good story here. According to TMZ, uh, actor Jonathan Majors was arrested on Saturday in New York for reportedly assaulting a woman. He's being accused of strangulation, assault, and harassment. The actors denied any wrongdoing. Let's keep going. Let's get the beats of this first. According to TMZ, law enforcement says the alleged victim accusing Jonathan Majors of assault is his girlfriend. We'll get back to that. The couple was reportedly in a taxi when the argument started. They reportedly got into an altercation after his girlfriend caught another woman texting the actor's phone. Dog, you ain't learned the old trick. Every girl in your phone is your homeboy. So every girl that texts you is Tom, Bob, Jonathan. Stop. They say the matter escalated when his girlfriend tried to view the messages on his phone and was met with a slap from Majors. Wow. He then allegedly proceeded to put his hands around her neck. Representative for Jonathan Major says he's done nothing wrong. Whoa, talking about opposites. Talking about different perspectives on this one. Okay, we saw him in the U.S. Army as of late, right? Well, they pulled those down um, in the prudence of respecting these allegations, even though they also said he's innocent until proven guilty. Make that make sense, U.S. Army. Come on, salute. All right, according to all of this evidence that comes in, now, witnesses and testimony comes in that says the actor's innocent. And the woman also took back her accusation, his girlfriend, of assault in written statements. What is going on with this story right here? Few takeaways. All right. It could be as simple as something did happen, like you heard allegedly, right? 
He on his phone. He trying to hide it, or he doesn't have that foggy screen. You know, some people got that foggy screen where you look from the side, you can't see nothing unless you square up on it. Maybe he don't have that, and every name is in there saying uh, Keisha. Every name is in there saying fine girl from last night. Like I don't know, but but his girlfriend saw it. Now his girlfriend's looking at it like, um, can I see that? Of course, one no invasion of privacy. Like dog, if you don't trust me, then what are we doing here? But. That's not the thing to say when you're guilty in that moment, like you don't trust me, but she right. Like, so now you can't play that card and more likely she reaches forward and then he responds if that's the way it went, if he's guilty. But if he's innocent, like she retracted her statements and said, then what was the commotion about? If he didn't do anything, they just argued and they argue loudly and overtly to the point where they had to go to two different destinations and all of this incident comes off of an argument just because he's famous. Maybe, maybe not. Here's the thing. I wanted to first just start off with, we need to stop saying that people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Stop that because we never act accordingly. We don't, we say we do and we don't, we go out there and when we all go to the guilty part and then try to bring it back to innocence, right? It's very few of us who sit there and say, oh, we're going to be neutral on this until all information is in. You, you say you're one of them. I say I'm one of them. Guess what? The U.S. Army is not even one of them. Why do you pull the ads if you presume he's innocent till guilty and retracted statements from the lady? And there are bystanders. There are witnesses that says his he's innocent. So I'm just getting tired of this disconnect between our words and our mantras and our real actions. Oh, we're just going to pull the ads while we figure this out. I get it. It's big business. But at the same time, just say, look, if you ever catch an allegation, real or fake, we are not rocking with you until we find out it was fake. Okay, I get that. Now, let's also talk about the fact that there's a dynamic right here. When you pop, when you bubble and you got a girlfriend and I've been here before, let's talk about that. You know, the joke of it is like, what you doing with a girlfriend right now? <laughs> like right now, you are doing this. Uh, uh, that plane should have one seat, <laughs> maybe multiple seats, but no seat assignments. If you get what I'm saying, anybody can sit anywhere. Right? So what are you doing with a girlfriend? And I made the mistake too. When I was doing this got girlfriend, got engaged. Woo! you juggling, bro. Like the whole world loves you. And this one woman that you're still figuring out says she loves you. Now, the doubt, the, the, the lack of understanding, the fact she's not your wife yet, whatever that is, you just met her or you known her for a long time, but you still got some boxes to check. Whatever that is, is not going to hold up against all of this because all of this is surface. All of this is the most beautiful girls, the nicest acting women, everybody just loving you, doing whatever they can to get your attention. So in the moments of issue over here, this looks even better. And without an issue, that looks amazing, correct? And it leads to problems, okay? So some of the problems that happen are like that. I've been through that before. Who you texting? I'm like, why you want to know? <laughs> like, but I'm, that's me. But I had the leverage because I'm like, if you don't, if we go any farther on this conversation, guess what I'm going to think? You ain't go, you're not ready for this ride. You're not ready for this journey. You're not going to trust me. Even though being real shouldn't have trusted me. I was in them streets. Seriously. So let's talk about this one incident that happened with me because this story, I just want to talk because this could be laced with either one. He did it 
Two, he didn't do it and y'all made a big stink of nothing. Or three, he did it and she recanted the statements because she got to protect the relationship and all that's at stake for him. I remember being in Buffalo and I was dating a young lady who uh, put her hands on me, right? And kept hitting me and I was like, wow. I could, obviously I'm a man, I'm a football player, big old black dude from Compton. I cannot do anything but just sit there and take these shots. But then I, I got smart. I said, it's not just these shots that she's shooting at me. It's the fact that she could say anything happened in this moment. And I left my own house, my own bedroom, left. Now she didn't know I left because she ran into the bathroom. And while she's in the bathroom, I run outside. Walking outside, once I get there, see my neighbors, they all looking at the commotion. And they all just shaking their head looking like, you know what they thinking, because I'm thinking that's why I'm out here now. Cause I know y'all thinking that and literally what saved me was her screaming out the window in that moment. Help somebody help, please. He's upstairs hitting me. Marcellus, why he help please. And literally I was outside with my neighbors and all of them looked at her, looked at me and said, wow. As the police were pulling up in that moment. A lot of ways this Jonathan Majors thing could have played out, but just want you guys to know in these moments, man, when you popping, be careful who you with, because they may pop with you. A fan hit me to this one, boy. That's why I tell y'all all the time, I'm in them comments, I'm creeping through them, and I let you guys know I respect you. No matter, even if you got criticism of me, man, I take it all in. It's all good. Um, a fan said, hey, what you gonna do? You gonna talk about you because you were talked about. And I was like, what? Send me the link. He didn't send me the link, but I found it anyway. All right, let's talk about this story. Stephen A. Smith recently appeared as a guest on the Dan Lebetard show where he openly shared his thought process for firing his former co-host, Max Kellerman. The highest paid on air personality at ESPN indicated that unlike his previous debate partner, Skip Bayless, Max's personality didn't compliment his presentation on the show to no fault of his own. Here we go with the quotes. How do you think Max feels about all of this? Asked Levitard about what happened with you too. Here's Stephen A. I have no clue, but what I would tell you is I'm kind of sad in this regard. I don't want anybody to assume that Max Kellerman doesn't work hard. Max Kellerman is a bad person. Max Kellerman is not somebody anybody should want to work with. That's not what this was about. Answer Stephen A. It was about the fact that a debate show requires certain things that I believe he did not bring to the table when it came to sitting opposite of me. If his brother, Marcellus Wiley, was sitting opposite of Max Kellerman, I'm quite sure not only would they have had a successful show, but they would have had a blast doing it because their personalities, their presentation, their deliveries, etc., work for them. Just like Skip and I worked for me. Max Kellerman and I did not work for me. It was not a show that I wanted to be a part of for years to come. Woo! He said a mouthful and he kept it 100. And I love this because this is going to be an opportunity to enlighten all. Um, because I know all the principles, right? I know Stephen A. I know Levitard. I know Max, obviously. And I know me. You know, I'm getting to learn myself, but I know me. Why didn't it work? Well, let me enlighten you to who Max is first. Max, working with Max, and I know Stephen A felt some of this because I heard him say it, that Max will have black people 
wanting to pull your black card and you're black. I'm telling y'all cause it happened to me. Now it happened to me in jest, but it still was happening where cause Max had this whole shtick. He was from Watts and you know, he's a former rapper, right? So Max Jewish former rapper, bald headed from New York. And let's just say Max's old life wasn't as above board as his life is now. I don't want to get my boy caught up, but Max, <laughs> Max, his street cred was actually real. Let's just leave it there. So if you work with Max, he gonna know all the lingo. He gonna keep it real. He gonna just do everything that plays to him getting invited to the picnic, right? We know what it is. He gonna get invited to the barbecue. And if you're not, if you're not understanding that's coming or that hits you and you take that emotionally, you take that to heart. Oh, you ain't gonna like Max. And remember when T.O. went on their show? and said that exact thing. And I think there was an avalanche of criticism towards Stephen A. Sell out, coon, all oh, Max is blacker than you, all that kind of stuff, which I totally, totally hate. And I totally don't understand where y'all coming from that, but I don't want to get off topic. Point being, Max puts that pressure on you if you're a black co-host. Let's just say that. Another thing is, Max is a high volume, uh, volume shooter. Max gonna get his shots off, just like you gonna get your shots off. Um, and two high volume shooters on a debate show, you better have equal respect for each other, right? Because if not, one of you gonna look at the other one like, hey, bro, Kobe, you know, pass the rock. And I think Stephen A is probably looking at Max, pass the rock, chill out, shut up, B, you know? So I think that was a part of it. Max is not a beta. Uh, Max is an alpha just like Stephen A is an alpha. Like those guys, you know, they walk in the room, but they also got to carry on. And it's their, their ego. <laughs> it's right there with them. Like, they like, yo, I'm here. Um, and Max is hella smart and doesn't suffer fools. And that's not about Stephen A. That's about topics. That's about things they talk about. Like, Max is not trying to go in there and do small talk. If Max wants to talk about something, he want to talk about it. Encyclopedia version. He wants to go deep. Page 8, Wikipedia. Like, he wants to go into the bibliography of it, right? So that's just giving you an overview of Max. Now, why Max and I worked was simple. I would let Max drive where he wanted to go. I've always been this type of co-host. Like, dog, I know what I can do, and I know what I want to do, but I think the fun is, where are you going? And then either I'm going to ride with you and just enjoy the view and chime in, or I'm going to use your words against you and choke you out, and then I'm going to take the wheel, and then I'm going to give it back to you on the next topic. We ride again. And that's always been me. Like, I can maneuver wherever you go, but I do allow you to steer. Go ahead, bro. You ain't going to take me anywhere where I feel lost or anywhere where I'm out of place. And that's been my gift, and some would say my curse, because I'm not the one walking in there saying, we're doing this, this way, and no. And I'm not binary like that. So I work well with Max. When he brings that carry-on, he's like, where are your bags? I was like, right here, dog. I ain't got no bags. Just, I'm just landing, flip-flops, let's go. And that's why we work together so well. Now, Max is not that interested in sparks and debate. He's not. More nuance. He wants to go right in the middle. He wants to layer the conversation. He brings in an idea. I bring in an idea. Original idea. Original idea. We layer it. All of a sudden, we got this onion making you cry like, damn, that was deep. That's what he ideally wants to do. Now, we know why Skip and Stephen A worked as well. Let's be real about it. Because Skip's, his takes are bold. And they're 
obvious because he is so clear about his stance. He's a master at his craft. So you know exactly where he stands, right? And that's clear. Then you know he's going to be reliable to that stance. Even if evidence changes, Skip is going to stick to that. And it's more extreme, correct? Let's be real. I look at it like this. Skip is what a coloring book looks like when you buy it from the grocery store, wherever you buy your coloring books. He's that bold outline. You see it. You see the shape. You see what they're designing. And then Stephen A is coming in not only with that journalistic integrity, but he's coming in with that entertainment factor, that second to none, that entertainment value. So Stephen A is the crayon, coloring it, in, coloring it in, giving it life, giving it vibrance, making it pop off the page. Where Skip is that boldness, right? And they both are bold. I'm not saying one is other, one is not the other in extreme, but that's how they mess so well together. Reliable, extreme, bold takes with life and entertainment value second to none. Max and I, we just rolling. <laughs> but boy, we rolling somewhere you like, dog, they went there, they went there, they went everywhere. So Stephen A was dead on in terms of why we would work together, but then they wouldn't work together, because why? Now you got some guy who's entertaining, who could give it to you and punch you, Stephen A, but then Max is like, dog, I just kind of want to just go on this journey not the destination. And that's why they didn't work. If you really wanted to just overview this, if you really wanted to gloss over it and exaggerate, I think that's why they didn't work. Now I look at this situation too, reading this and listening to the podcast as no shots taken at Max Kellerman. And I think people need to understand this. Stephen A had the leverage. He had the power. And in that power moment, he wanted something different. So he didn't lose his power. And I salute him because he actually went to the bosses and told him straight up. That's what he says. I take him at his word. And Max landed on his feet. Now, I went through a similar situation. It wasn't as clear and concise with Acho and I, but we went through a similar situation. Acho wanted his own show, right? And that show didn't include me. And I knew that from hello. That happened like a few weeks into us working together. Acho didn't want Uncle Jimmy on the show. Y'all remember Uncle Jimmy? Because that was a carryover from Whitlock. And I didn't, I couldn't fight for Uncle Jimmy because frankly, Uncle Jimmy outlasted his role with Whitlock. Whitlock created Uncle Jimmy and Darnell. And then when the execs were like, yeah, well, Whitlock's gone. Why are they still here? I didn't have a strong enough argument, even though I put up a fight. I didn't have a strong enough argument. All of that had to go. All right. But what Acho wanted is what he has now to a point. What I wanted is what I have now, but I wanted it on the network, but I knew that this is not their business model. This is not narrow sports. This is not like Stephen A even mentioned this and I love him for this. Uh, ESPN has a no politics rule, even though it seems like they leak a lot on the air. It's a no politics rule. Well, I wanted to get into politics. I wanted to get into wider than sports conversations. And that's what I'm doing on this show. So I didn't fit the business model of FS1. I almost was able to force it in there with first things first in my mind and concept. But then the travel was just too much, y'all. I got too many little kids. I got to stay still, blah, blah, blah. So there were restrictions. As Stephen A talked about, maybe on his next first take contract, there are restrictions. That said, 
I, I just want to make sure we know that everyone could talk about these situations without them always being shots at each other. Stephen A can say Max and I water and oil skip and I oh man that's butter on that toast but Max and I work well together. I don't know about me and Skip and me and Stephen A. That's been so long, but I just ride with cats and just go where they got to go. And then I get mine off. So uh, it's been amazing to, to watch how now the media is starting to talk about the media, right? And the media is realizing that everything is going digital and linear cable looks one way. And obviously what I'm doing and what even Stephen A and Lebertard are doing is looking like a different animal. Uh, it's fun to be out here. I just tell you that. And it was good to hear my name in a glowing term, but at the same time in a real way, like he understands who he was working with. He understands what he was going through. He understood that in the moment. He said, I'm not talking past tense. I'm still saying today I couldn't work well with Max Kellerman. So salute to Stephen A taking it and keeping it real and salute to my dog Max, who still got two shows on ESPN still rocking on. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show. We end it with a Wiley-ism. Wiley-ism. Marcellus Wiley. Hey, don't take advice is great advice. <laughs> don't take advice is great advice. Yeah, let me bring it home as the last topic was suggesting. Sometimes people were, people were telling me, dog, don't go out on your own. Keep that, keep that check, you know, keep that safe job. And I was like, at what cost, man? Like, can I be me? Can I flex? Can I get all my muscles working and activating at one time to see how far I can go with this? When am I going to roll the dice on myself? You know, don't take advice is great advice. I remember when I was going to Columbia and rest in peace to my mother who did not want me to go to Columbia. And she said, uh-uh, you are not going. You should not go over my dead body. Like she was just like too far. Why? And I think she had some concerns about me going pro as well that she didn't really articulate. But I was like, damn, mama, why are you so adamant? What's wrong with Columbia? Nah, uh -uh. She would say those same reasons. I was like, I'm sorry, mama. I got to go. I love you and I appreciate your advice. But sometimes <laughs> not taking advice is great advice. <laughs> and I think that worked out for me. So sometimes you guys listen to the wisdom of the crowd. Listen to those in your social circle. Respect them for who they are. But don't take advice. It's great advice. All right. That's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. today! You want to keep the conversation going? I know you do. Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. That's right. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley. That's me, that dude. Was you? Paul Anderson and Nick Panella. Ah, Marcellus Wiley. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those reviews. Keep them coming, man. I read every single one of them reviews. All what I got. 182 of them. <laughs> Something crazy. Um, I love y'all, man. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to you hella soon. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.